Algar Productions. Algar Productions. You are listening to the Post Atomic Horror Podcast with Ron Algar Watt and Matt Robotham. Episode 324, covering Unexpected and Terra Nova with Ben Weary. Hi, friends. Um, after, after some difficulty figuring out how our hands work, we're, we're here. Clapping is hard. <laughs> it's the faith of um, the clap. You got faith of the hands, I guess. <laughs> uh, but our, our old pal Ben is here. Um, and, and before we get too far into this, I think we should discuss uh, your feelings about the opening theme music to, to Enterprise, because that, that seems like you're... Uh, Something you wanna you wanna mention, right? Something I'm you, a, you, I think I'm a rare breed. Yeah, I, it is, it is capable. It is not capable. I am capable of actually getting a little choked up, listening. To really it. about yeah. faith of the heart. Like, I'm not proud of it. Like I don't want to make a joke if it's a no, thing that actually. This is. No. I think this is like a, a scratch that my brain, it, you know, like that speaks to that. There's something weird about me where like, the sort of like if you watch the the cosmos or something like that, and you mm-hmm. can get kind of choked uh-huh. up thinking about the the continuity of knowledge through human history and how everyone contributes a little pebble to the bowl, the sex bowl, if you will, of human <laughs> history. And uh, so even I think it's probably more the visuals too. Like the, the premise of this show was sort of supposed to be like, we'll go back and sort of see history, Star Trek history mm-hmm. in a way, but it's human history. And the images show the different, inv- you know, space inventions that we've done. And then they have some made up ones at the end. And I don't know, something about the song is definitely cheesy and out of place. But so it's you, not the song. It's it's the visual. The song, yeah. hel- the song does. Hel- I'm not going to act like the song is nothing, but OK, it's not a great song. I don't listen to it on my iPod or whatever. Oh, but, man, uh, I got to listen to Faith of the Heart again. I do want to play to my funeral <laughs> so, okay. to get Noted. people choked up. But yeah, yeah. But the, I don't know. You have to really let your cynicism go completely, which is hard to do these days. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is episode almost seven hundred of Star Trek for us. So our cynicism, like that's that's at the forefront for yeah. us now. Yeah, there's, it all, there's it nothing all, but cynicism. Right, at this point. <laughs> right. And also, you do have to like you know you watch like the early like space missions, and then you have to have yourself thinking, wow, to think once we went to the moon and now we're flying into deep space, but we're not flying into deep space. This is a dumb no. show. So. No. Yeah. <laughs> What, once we got a we robot went, on Mars. Yeah, no. Once we went to the moon, and now we think about maybe going to the moon again someday. Maybe. Although sure we did, I was not. thinking about that. Like, are there any cool inventions that are not on that show since it came out? But we did. Like, we landed on a comet, and that's true. We yeah. had a few more moon, Mars rovers. Yeah. But, no, and we're we're yeah. spreading out into the solar system a little bit. We've got what is it, Cassini, uh, looking at Saturn. I yeah. think it's almost done transmitting, but. Uh, so there's, you know. there's some stuff, and the Voyager probes have left the solar system now. So there's a, there's a few things. Yeah, it would help if we had a new shuttle program, whatever that was going to be. But yeah, no, well, unfortunately, there's no gold in space that we know of. So <laughs> right, we need to discover. That's okay. Once we get rid of money, that'll be okay. <laughs> but yes, anyway. that's yes, that's definitely the direction this country's going. All right then. So Moving then, on. Uh, <laughs> speaking of cynicism. why don't you tell us about the wonderful episode unexpected unexpected well i i will start off and just say that the plot of this episode reminded me like old simpsons where you might start watching and you don't know what it which episode it actually is because it starts on something completely different yeah and And then it pivots like 75 percent of the way through and was like oh that okay Hmm." it's like a rube goldberg (laughs) machine of plot like yeah so I guess this episode is actually about Mr. Burns going into space. <laughs> okay, then. So uh, Let's not give it too much credit, though, because Rube Goldberg implies, like, there's some intricate, like, yes. plans happening. And I think this is more rambling than, than tightly plotted, I would say. But uh, So it was like Jerry, a Jerry Goldberg device. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, there you go. His less successful His less brother. His successful younger brother. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right anyway. So, <clears throat> so Cap starts off, Captain Archer is taking an extra long shower in zero-G. The rest of the crew is enjoying their usual continental breakfast buffet when the ship's systems start to go wrong. Way wrong. Like, power fluctuation wrong. Turns out there's a small ship riding in Enterprise's wake, and that somehow caused problems like the replicators turning sparkling spring water into black sludge. It makes sense. It happened to me once. 
Uh, the ship was damaged. The ship in the in the wake, at least, was damaged, and they were using the Enterprise to recharge their something or whatever. In, in a sort of give a man a fish act of goodwill, Trip is sent over to repair the ship for them. He he arrives after three hours in uh, <clears throat> this chamber, stoned out of his mind or tripping, if you will, <laughs> um, to what looks like a cross between between a high school rave and a lunar bowling night. <clears throat> Everyone's really friendly on the ship, ex- especially the cute uh, alien lady. She knows where all the right parts are, parts of the ship that is uh, the broken parts. Remember, he's there to fix the ship, not you know sex. Uh, the next few days are a challenge, learning new technology in an alien environment, but with a little patience and understanding, Trip learns to overcome adversity and fix the ship. He even makes a new friend who shares some amazing experiences from her culture, like wall food and bowls of pebbles. Trip returns to the Enterprise with a renewed sense of their mission, and the crew takes off for new adventures. So that, I, I think it was one of my, fi- oh wait, wait. Uh, now so, there's more. Yeah, th- there's, there's something on Trip's wrist, uh... Some sort of strange bulging is that is it's a nipple. Trip grows a nipple, so Trip's pregnant. Well, not really. It's more like an alien parasite is growing inside his body, and he has no idea how it got there. Everyone else treats it like some cute thing that's happening to him, and insists that he must have had sex with some one of the aliens. He must have uh, efforts to find the ship and convince them to, I guess, give him an abortion fail. Uh, just as Trip is starting to come to terms with having to raise a baby slash parasite himself, the Klingons show up. And when you know it, they've got an alien ship stuck in their wake, too. And it's the exact same ship the Enterprise crew was looking for. Space is not that big. Uh, <laughs> the, the Klingons are ready to kill them, the aliens. I guess the crew of the Enterprise, too. But Trip convinces them to trade some hologram technology for the lives of the, the ship. Archer returns this favor by humiliating Trip in front of the Klingons. What a great guy, great leader. <laughs> On the ship, the alien lady apologizes for accidentally impregnating Trip when they had sex and agrees to give him an abortion. So the aliens get their ship fixed again, and Trip goes down in the history books as the first male to get an abortion. Where the baby will be no triple at all. <laughs> <laughs> or triple. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah. Wait, is that what his nipples were? Triples? Yeah, they were his triples. <laughs> yeah. And if That's they had three a, of them, then they would be his triple triples. Much better alternative. We call that a hat trip. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, so, yeah, this when I heard this was the one the trip gets pregnant, and I knew this one was coming, and I did not. it did not feel like an early season one premise to me. It feels no. like we're late in the series, we're out of ideas. Uh, what if Let's trip gets pregnant? pregnant. That, should, that, that, yeah. that should be good for a couple of laughs. It doesn't feel like a, this is the first episode we're using to focus on this new character episode at mm-hmm. all. And and to be fair, it barely like it showed up in what like the fourth act or something like it, real late in the episode. Like yeah, no, said. we spent a lot of time with Trip and Trip bonding with the other al- with this weird alien race, which was actually yeah. not that bad. No, and to me, I could be wrong, but it feels like one of those things where someone had a nice quiet story and somebody like Rick Berman, probably Rick Berman, said. Uh, what, I don't know. Let's have something wacky in there. Like, uh, I don't know. Trip gets pregnant. Not that. Something better than that. I, I feel like Rick did. Berman kicks a lot of doors in. I, I You know, I don't want to, like, he's done enough real bad things that I don't want to make up bad things for him to have done. Well, like, but, like uh, hate probably. doors? Yeah. You know, those, oh, go ahead. You don't think this was like a pass down on high from one of the executives who just like, I'll, I'll green like this show. But one of those men has to get pregnant. In the I want to see season. a pregnant man by the end of this episode. <laughs> he, he, like you watch Junior and he's like, this is hilarious. We got to get this on one of our shows. Like, I didn't become a producer to not be a gross creep. <laughs> I mean, who's the most unlikely? Who's the most manly man, sexy character we got? That's the one that we got to make pregnant. That's the, really that one. The real okay. problem was that it was originally supposed to be Malcolm and they forgot which one he was. Well, I mean, I still can't really tell them. Yeah. That, so. <laughs> And one of them's been pregnant, and I still can't tell them. Uh huh. You know the one with the nipple on his arm. No, that no, nipple's gone now, so you can't tell them apart anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I also wonder maybe but, one of the writers like accidentally knocked up one of their mistresses or something, and they're like, "Wow, this is like such a hard ordeal." But at least I'm not the one who's pre- hey. And then why don't it. I use Star Trek to uh, explore the complicated? Uh, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> 
I that's all that said though, I, I didn't hate this episode. I like, liked this episode. I'm just gonna flat yeah. out say it. I enjoyed this episode. Yeah, me too. It was a dumb premise, but the dumb premise was very little of it. It was mostly mm. <laughs> our first true encounter with a different alien species that's real alien and real different, and and there's a lot of that stuff, and I like that. Mm. Yeah, and the and the yeah. the non pregnant stuff could have been the whole episode to me, and that would have probably yeah. been more fun. I and I think know. I would have preferred yeah. that honestly. I like I really like. Uh, I mean, I, this is my good thing. I really like Trip and <laughs> Trip's new alien friend. I like their whole weird romance thing. I like the I like the weird ship. There's all sorts of weird crap going on over there that, like... Uh, yeah, and actually, that's that's my good thing. The right. aliens were particularly unusual. Some of the mm. designs were a bit goofy, like a little original series-ish, but they, they were trying something new, and I always, you know, I always appreciate it when they do that. There's, like, a weird biology to their ship where, like, food and stuff just grows out of the walls, and you just grab it and eat it. Um, well, that's a, that's a standard, like, uh, sci-fi... Like, I've seen that in a yeah, lot of sci-fi stories. Sure. I'm sure you guys have, too. Like, the, the generation ship or, the like, the ship... ship yeah, the, or the, just the ship where you're growing your own food yeah. aboard so you don't have to constantly figure out where your food's coming from. Mm. You guys don't have food on your walls? That's just I me. mean, um, not if I've cleaned lately. <laughs> I threw, a, I threw a peanut at the TV earlier, but I don't think that counts. <laughs> <laughs> no, and actually, Ben, your, your good thing kind of is along the same lines as well, right? Like, just the, the whole idea of this a weird alien ship. Yeah, I think part of the premise of this show sounds like what they were pitching and what it should be is... Stuff we've taken for granted on TNG and Voyager and stuff like like transporters and stuff like that. Uh, mm -hmm. They have to still accomplish the same things, but they're a lot more of a challenge. So even mm. meeting a new species in, in TNG, they have protocols for first contact and stuff like that. Um, yeah. This maybe they don't so much. And, and I would I would have liked to see even how maybe some of the challenges would lead to like a policy or something like that. You know, the fun bureaucratic side of Star Trek. Uh, the, <laughs> like, but like, you know, like in the future, we should probably get this information for like, how do they have sex? That should be they in our welcome package a, or something. They actually did a tiny bit of that. And I don't know if this was an acting choice or what, but in the, in one of the episodes we covered last week, uh, Archer opens a channel to the first aliens he's ever met. And you could see like the way they played the scene is like, what I'm saying now is probably going to set the precedent. Uh, we're from Earth and <laughs> peace. Fuck, I fucked this all up. We, or even uh, like know. that it'll be in history books too. Like, you know, like yeah, First that's Man true. on the Moon. And, you know, they, they had a uh, scene, I think it was a previous episode where they, they, it was a little cheesy, but like they had like letters from like school kids or something. Mm. Maybe, that, that maybe that's coming up. We okay. done yet. That doesn't but like that, the idea that they are part of history you know just like the opening thi oh hold on i got something yeah. in my eye uh yeah <laughs> that they're making history with everything they do so yeah no and i like that i like between you know everyone's watching us and also again we're setting the precedent because mm -hmm. what yeah. we do is probably what will set the policies for later guys like, exactly that's, that's an interesting angle i don't think they do enough of that on and also more importantly we can't look stupid in front of the vulcans uh, yeah there's definitely <laughs> that <laughs> definitely that. pride of the heart <laughs> <laughs> is that the second verse? <laughs> yes. I got for the, pride. The, the single release that came out. Yeah, of course. And, and um, then there's the Christmas version. <laughs> but no, there's a, there's a lot of just <laughs> weird stuff. Like he's got to decompress. I, I think you mentioned this for yeah. like three hours because yeah. something about the ship gives him a headache. He can't quite perceive things correctly. Mm. He's got to do like a like an alien version of the Simon game just to to get the basic like okay this is a blue light so yeah. now i can kind of comprehend what blue is yeah i like that kind of i love that kind of stuff i love when yeah. aliens are not just humans who act like people from different parts of earth but yep. are actually fucking weird there's you know, a there's a big fish tank full of eels for no reason <laughs> there's probably a reason i'm, I mean, I'm yeah. sure there's a reason but they don't tell us what it is and i love that they don't tell us what it is okay but but if the story were reversed and she was exploring the enterprise there'd just be a dog for no reason yep. yeah um what was your bad thing um so why on earth does Trip start growing arm nipples? Like, he has perfectly <laughs> functional regular nipples. Shouldn't he, like, start growing boobs? Or like, Are they perfectly functional, though? Let's... Or, I mean, as far as I know, like, from, a, what, from what I know of nipples, if you work them long enough, eventually they, uh, milk will come out of them. Well, we're, we're watching this in glorious high def. This is the first uh, Star Trek series shot in, in full high def. So you can read Dr. Flox's medical charts, and mm. they do say, nipples functioning perfectly. Yep. <laughs> Also, so underneath if you look it, way in the background, it says... And underneath it, it says, gross. 
No, that's just you're editorializing that. You think the human body is gross. Uh, the human body is gross. I think history will check me out on that one. And shameful, too. Yes, obviously. But like yeah, I, the arm, the arm nipples didn't bother me because I think they were going for kind of a body horror thing. I mean, they were like, definitely going for a body horror type of thing. I just think the arm is a weird place to put, like, to put them because the idea but is they're the, aliens. The idea is that the alien baby is gonna is gonna nurse on them. But like, what's coming out of there? Does the baby drink blood or arm marrow? Like, <laughs> I like just, I, I assume if it's a nipple, it's there to it's there to get milk out of. Like that's the function of. All nipples. Well, you can't everywhere. assume that because these people looked more lizardy than mam- m- mammalian, so yeah. maybe not. I don't know. I mean, maybe I don't eels know. come out of there or something. Yeah, you're, you're also all nipple eels. Yeah, man, <laughs> I would love nipples. to. I would love to see the scene where where giant eels burst forth from Trip's arm nipples. Yeah, Those, he, that was an incubator. If, if it had if taken so, them, if like, there's anyone one out there doing day. fan art for us? <laughs> <laughs> if it had taken them one extra day to find that ship, this would be a very different episode. Well, yeah, you had mentioned, Ben, you thought maybe he would end up growing nipples all over himself and just, just be, be covered, covered in nursing babies. And that little, that strange bulging would just have burst open and then just a thousand little lizard babies would come out and just yeah. suckle onto every part of his body. Yeah. <laughs> like tiny baby spiders. <laughs> yes. Oh, good. That's some excellent I, nightmare fuel there, Al. Thanks for that. And well, I was also thinking, body horror. I was trying to think like the biology of this made up thing. And also, uh-huh. I mean, it's cross species, so who knows what like accidental right. effects it have but it could be like the 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 baby slash parasite is put in there and then the, the baby is secreting things that cause the body to do things so like maybe you know these aliens don't have regular breasts with nipples so yeah maybe it's not a nipple them. maybe that's just the closest thing to what we think it is or something mm-hmm. and it's induced by the baby as opposed to like because the baby wouldn't be like oh they already got nipples i'm good just wait or or maybe it's like sending messages to like the DNA to grow stuff that it already knows how to grow. And like, uh, well, yeah. the DNA already has the pattern for a nipple, so uh, let's just grow a nipple. Here, now you got more nipples. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I it could be like it, I'm I'm willing to cut it a lot of slack for just being alien and weird and not you know if he grew boobs I think that would be stupid. Like arm nipple is way better than him growing boobs. I'm just looking at it and it's like why the arm? I, why not? Because there aren't a lot of parts of his body that he could expose for a laugh and and have it be you know yeah. like work in the scene. Yeah, they can't be I like a butt nipple. Then you know what's I this bump on nipples. my penis? Yeah, exactly. Uh, ben, what was your bad thing? My bad thing. Um, I thought the 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 tone. I, I go get what they were going for, but the uh, um, the 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 pregnancy stuff. I, I would have kind of cut it all out maybe make mm-hmm. it its own episode with a different premise but but i think i liked the first half and the idea of the first half so much that the yeah. bad thing was just all the pregnancy <laughs> yeah i can see that no uh, and they did a couple of like they didn't do nearly as many cheap jokes as i thought they were gonna, like i no, thought I the whole thing was gonna be a man is pregnant yeah. what and they hardly did any of that which no was i was crazy. expecting this would be real real rough he got he got moody and i that was about it mm-hmm. like and there started... wasn't a lot of oh, go ahead he had maternal thoughts, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I'm thinking about safety rails and right. stuff. And like, but but he's getting real moody about it, like getting real, like uh-huh. angry, lashing out at people right. and stuff like that. And that's a little dumb. And he was eating more than he should have. And that was, mm. that was about all. So, it's, you know. Not and strangely, the, the safety concerns he had, one of them like was a legitimate concern. And, but they were, the other crew member was like gaslighting him, like, what? What? Who would what put their hand about? there? Like it's a handrail. Yeah, we could see from the camera angle that absolutely you could squish your fingers. This like is an that. incredibly like, dangerous handrail, and this elevator goes very fast. <laughs> also, fucking Trip is the is the head of engineering. If he says that to a lower crewman, they shouldn't be questioning him. They should say, "Yes, sir, I'll fix that." Yes, yeah, he's right. the boss. What you talking about? I don't have to make no elevator changes. No, you do. I'm your boss. Yeah. See, this is what you get when you start allowing conflict within the crew. Mm. You get back yeah, talk. You Roddenberry can't, can't. knew he was just trying to stop back talk from lower officers. Also, Roddenberry wanted more nipples in the show, so uh, be <laughs> careful what you wish for, Gene. This is not exactly this is not exactly what he had in mind. Oh, well, that's this isn't exactly what I had in mind. Uh, oops, <laughs> I, I got some scrambled eggs in my sweater vest. <laughs> uh, so my bad. Hmm. Ocean breeze soap <laughs> gets me every time. Yep. So uh, I'm gonna my- go ride a bicycle. My bad thing. Okay, so we we're five episodes into uh, into this show. Four if you count the pilot as as one thing and not yep. not two. 
but uh, five episodes and before a fucking holodeck showed up and nobody would shut up about it. It was oh like early God. next gen where they're like, oh my God, this is all projected with light. This is amazing. Oh my like, God. Okay. Oh. So the second it showed up, I'm like, seriously, seriously. Yeah. I went and looked. I'm like, okay, we're literally four hours and 15 minutes into Enterprise. And this is how yeah. long it took for a fucking holodeck to show up. No, at, at right, coming right off Voyager, we both were just like, well, thank God there's not going to be any holodecks. Like, that's one <coughs> trope they can't, like, they'll fall into a lot of the tired cliches, I'm sure, but this is one that mm-hmm. is no longer available to them, at least. I and told you, I told is, you yeah. they'd find a fucking way to get a fucking holodeck into this show. No, and and you you or I or both of us said something on Twitter, and one of our listeners said, this is the only time. It doesn't matter. Like, no. First of all, there's only 97 episodes, so this is already 1% of the show. Yep. But... Second, it doesn't matter. It's it's because it happened so soon. It just ah, and it's even so sick of the holodeck. It's even more cliche too, because in a deleted scene, we find out that the safety protocols had been disabled, and that's how he got <laughs> pregnant. They had they had pregnancy safety protocols. Ah, so the safety protocols just automatically put a condom on you? <laughs> yes, but they fail. Nice. Ah oh, man, supposed to be wearing gloves. Uh, <laughs> No glove, no love, right? <laughs> and I, I think this is like I think the show is going to do this more. And in some ways, worse ways. But yeah, this is like the the having their cake and eat it too, because they want to go back and bridge the gap, but they still want to show all these cool stuff that people liked about the old shows. And you can't have yeah. both. No, you can't. And the the thing is, and Ben, I doubt you watched every episode of Voyager concur. You know, concurrently because with why us, would like, you? You're the- you're a sane person. <laughs> no, I'm saying like recently, <laughs> like you're. You're not suffering from the same holodeck fatigue as we are at this point, I, I would imagine. <laughs> I now, grow holodeck fatigue. We are so sick of it. Just enough with the fucking holodeck. Yeah, no, it, we get it. Yeah. You like We get it, Star Trek. You want to make a cowboy episode. Uh, yeah, we get it. Your your fanciful setting is not fanciful enough, and you have to create a whole other escape world because space isn't cool enough for you. I yeah. Guess. Oh my god. That's that's what annoys me. Is like this is the ultimate premise. You can do anything you want and go anywhere you want, and yep. you just make a, a room where they go so they don't have to think about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, why? Why would you do that? Mm, I think that's about enough space adventures for today. Yeah. Even though the, the we've established that the universe is infinite and there's Earth parallel planets, if we don't, if we run on a budget and we want to do a Western episode or whatever, yep. nah, we'll just go into a room and pretend. Yeah, no, that's boring. You're well, boring also, people. It's also weird too, because in a way, like, what is the holodeck? The, the holodeck is is essentially a tool, and it has kind of two functions, like for to help them relax and then potentially to help them solve problems and do simulations and stuff like that. But yeah, we've seen it, it is ju- both. But they milk that tool. Like they didn't ha- how many episodes about the tricorder did they have? Like, you know, oh, the tricorder's <laughs> have all gone wrong. They're all reading the wrong substance, so pregnant. All right. You guys got anything else about this episode or are you ready to press uh, forward? I think we're good. Uh, yeah, I'm good. That nipple may not be the only surprise your body has in store for you. Okay, well, let's do our alternate titles. Ben, what do you got? Oh, I had um yeah, I tried to avoid any sort of trip puns because I figure you guys are going to want to use those no, for other not things. Necessarily. Plus, no, plus you're you going to want it. No, the... trust me, you're going to want. No, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I had uh, what to expect when you're unexpectedly expecting. <laughs> that's that's better than what they came up with for sure. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, oh Matt, yeah, <laughs> that's something I want to mention. Unexpected is a terrible title for this. It's a pretty terrible title. Uh, what like, did you come up with? Oh. Uh, Florida man has psychic encounter in alien cat box. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. I, I just kind of copped out and called it Junior 2, the new batch, just because I like calling everything part two the new batch. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. That's just, uh, that works for everything, really. Die Hard 2, the new batch. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it. it's a more modern electric boogaloo, basically. Yeah. Yeah, but only slightly more modern because Gremlins 2 was in 1990. <laughs> well, I just feel like Electric Boogaloo's made it around the block so many times that it's it's time to it's time to give it a uh, honorable retirement. Yes, it is time. Yeah. yeah. Yep. The 21 Boogaloo salute. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bo- it's uh, a Boogaloo. Right. No, I tried to make that work, determined that it didn't and you press forward anyway. <laughs> That's the story of my life. <laughs> That's the story of our partnership. Yep. All right, uh, moving forward now to Terra Nova. It's an all-new Star Trek series, and we know what that means. Time to run down the checklist of tedious, repetitive story ideas that we've used 50,000 times already. (laughs) They're different now because the ship and characters have different names. Let's see, extremely early episode where people are acting out of character, even though the audience would have no possible way of knowing this yet? Check. Mm -hmm. Goofy, high-concept sci-fi premise, like, for example, a man getting pregnant? 
Check. Mm -hmm. That brings us to failed colony of technophobic humans who rub dirt on their faces and refuse assistance from the Starfleet guys. Technically, this is the first chronological appearance of this situation, so I guess it's not actually a cliche yet. Prequel loophole. So, the colony in question is the titular Terra Nova, sort of the Roanoke colony of early space exploration, in that they left Earth 75 years ago, formed a colony, and then nobody ever heard from them again. I mean, Earth could have asked the Vulcans to go check on them, but ugh, who wants to ask those guys anything? They'll just be mean jerks about it. We'd rather just let our possibly dead colony turn into a definitely dead colony. So, I guess Archer isn't the only one who's insanely short-sighted dickhole about this sort of thing. Anyway, as uh, I already alluded to, the colonists are now mud-faced idiots, riddled with cancer, and absolutely determined that they hate humans and anything humans might have to offer them. Oh, so the Vulcan sandal is on the other foot now, huh, Captain <laughs> Archer? How do you like them Vulcan apples? The Vulcan tables have turned! Eventually, the dumb colonists become slightly less dumb colonists and agree to leave the terrible caves they live in so they can move to different terrible caves elsewhere on the planet. Didn't take me very long to say that, but trust me, it took an extremely long time to happen. I'm relatively certain it's still happening now. Oh, man. So this is, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like this is the first one where it, it just never ended. Yeah. It just like, I you keep looking that. at the clock and there's still 22 minutes left. There's always 22 there minutes left. Yeah. <laughs> no, and everything about the story was in place by the halfway point and there was, yeah. it, there was no further to go except to wrap it up. There was no like unpredictable twists there was nothing new added to it it was just okay we dug ourselves into the hole now we dig ourselves out the end and it's just like and Boy. this is my good thing and it's not a very good good thing like <laughs> your tone I, does not imply good thing Matt. it's like there's a, almost a really interesting concept in here i love the idea of a just uh uh, uh federate the first federation colony and it just vanished, and we have no yeah, idea what did, happened to we, it. We did a bunch of episodes like this in the original series and some in Next Gen, but it is unique and different because this is sort of the first time. Mm -hmm. I mean, and also I find the idea of the actual Roanoke uh, colony very interesting. But, like, yeah. like just the the idea, and we actually see it a little bit with our guys who are, re like, like uh, Mayweather's super excited to find out what happened to this colony because it's, it's part of earth history yeah, as the guy as the guy who lived out on the frontier like he heard stories about it and and it's one of the things i like about his character is he's the old timer but he's a kid yeah and he he so he's heard all the like the mysterious stories about this disappeared colony and he knows more than the seasoned military guys which i think is a nice angle but but it felt like it was going to be a travis episode and then he just kind of disappeared yeah, yeah that's the other thing travis hasn't had an episode at all yet we don't know I, we're anything. only on number six so you know I am, we, look, we have a shit ton of new characters. We should start giving them things to do. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong, but I feel like we've got, like, we got one about Hoshi, we got um, one about Trip, and, um, you know, we're getting... We got we're one about Trip going crazy, like... Oh, that's true. Yeah, well, that was kind of a trip into Paul went together, <laughs> yeah. I would say, but yeah. Like, but then they're, why they're making the rounds. Go ahead. Why, I just wonder, why have him be the fanatic about this colony? Why, why not have it be Archer? Archer's a history buff or something, and no. he's really excited, well, and, yeah, yeah, Archer has nothing so far. So far, he has yeah. his chip on his shoulder against the Vulcans, and that's his only defining character. Yeah, he's just grumpy. Although, that said, I will say he had his first, like, I still don't love him. And and again, I keep thinking about this. It's not Bacula's fault. He's no. okay. It's it's There's nothing to the character yet. And they gave him um, an interesting morsel here, which was, he. this is his first kind of failure, because he tries to make contact with these guys, and they tell him to fuck off, and they, they take, uh, not trip, the other one. Malcolm. Oh, they take yeah. Malcolm hostage. And so it's like, okay, fuck. If I, if I can't even make first contact with humans, what yeah. am I even doing? Like, I'm not good at this. And that's not a terrible arc for him. I hope it marks the beginning of him getting better. Yeah. Because, like, he so far has been all swagger. And to challenge that and to say maybe you're not as great as you think you are is mm -hmm. not a bad way to take him, I think. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, there's nothing really very impressive about him yet. It's mostly just no, but if it's, an if attitude it's the, that I don't think he's earned. If it's the story of a guy charging out into space thinking he knows everything and then realizing he doesn't and humbling a little bit, that could mm -hmm. be an interesting arc if they do. Yeah. Because right. we'll, that's that's something that we would take advantage in the later series that they're all they're all trained yeah. to do all these things and this is all fresh territory for them. Yeah. Yeah, and we've talked a little about this. Kirk was super cocky too, but first of all, he was almost always right and second, he was super charming so he could sell that. And Archer doesn't have either of those things going for him. So. <laughs> uh, since we're doing good things, though, what do you got, Ben? Uh, I do kind of like, uh, well, 
I feel like I, I've set a low bar for Star Trek these days if it's a Star Trek-y, like, way that something happened. I like that they, um, ha- when they had to convince the Armadillo people, which is what I call the Novans. Uh, no, you're correct. To, They're Armadillo yeah, people. Armadillo, okay. To, uh, to, to leave, like, they convinced them with evidence and reason, and they, it wasn't just like, here's the evidence, okay. Like, they had to find a way to try to, you know, convince them maybe in a clever way it wasn't that clever but like that that was the pathway instead of a trick them or force them and i like that that was considered like the we should we force them should we trick you know mm-hmm. but um so it's like it's like I've, I've heard some shows described as competence porn where you see people who are really good at their jobs like solving a problem that's that's what you wanted to get out of this it was almost like reason porn i guess too yeah Yeah. it was like they were convinced by like the facts and you know they didn't take it right away but but they did eventually they then they had that that team building exercise with the log that they had to lift off the guy (laughs) and that that's like right out of like the playbook of of tv shows because they got to come together for a common thing and that cements the bond or whatever but yeah, I mean, they that basically that. could have had an egg baby. Like, that would have been the other one. <laughs> and then Trip's pregnant again. <laughs> but damn it, my lab partner is, is this guy with the dirt on his face. <laughs> I didn't know every episode of Star Trek was going to be about Trip getting pregnant. <laughs> oh, the whole series is about that. That's why they dropped Star Trek from the name, because they wanted to call it, uh, you know, like Trip's pregnancy or something. Like oh. That. Remember oh, that wow. episode where they're all acting out of character? Notice how Trip wasn't pregnant? <laughs> oh, Yeah. And the mirror universe of Trip uh, has no kids at all. <laughs> uh, no, you're you're right that uh, there there were some good just like because yeah I do like on a on a Star Trek show when they do a good job of showing all these people are supposed to be the best at their jobs and seeing them all chip in and and solve a problem the right way like, and really move a log. Yeah, that can be interesting to watch unless they're moving a log. I mentioned this at the time. <laughs> they saw they have trouble with a problem that Lassie solved every week. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Lassie didn't have a ray gun, though, so I mean, oh, they got one only. Lassie for that. Yeah, no, that would have been, been incredible. And the, the episodes of Lassie would be over in like two seconds. <laughs> bark, bark, pew. Oh, we're done. <laughs> it's a common complaint of Lassie, but still. Come What's on. wrong, yeah. Lassie? Has little Timmy been vaporized? <laughs> Again? This is the sixth Timmy. <laughs> well, time to send out for another Timmy. <laughs> Uh, what was your bad thing, Matt? Oh, wh- yeah. Uh, so Archer's plan to bring the Terranovans back to Earth and civilize them is just another fucking disgusting example of Starfleet philosophy. Make them all more like Earth. It's really mm-hmm. insulting that even this early in the pre-Federation history, we just assume we know better than everyone else we've ever fucking met because we're so goddamn advanced. Like, and this attitude gets reflected later on in the actual episode when Travis is twiz- quizzing Paul about Earth history like she's supposed to know all about it because Earth is so fucking important. Like, actually, this has come up quote. again and again and again on <laughs> Star Trek. Yeah, th- this is my quote, actually. This is... um. This is T'Pol turning it around on him and saying, okay, well, what do you know about Vulcan? I'm not familiar with the early years of human space exploration. Really? Every school kid on Earth had to learn about the famous Vulcan expeditions. Name one. History was never my best subject. Exactly. And I kind of like that. Um... Uh, yeah, no, th- so far, I think we're really supposed to sympathize with the Earth guys because Vulcans are, like, arrogant or whatever, uh, but I usually sympathize with the Vulcans. No, there, there's a, there's a like, Archer's basically fucking losing it. Like, no, we're taking these people back to Earth. We're going to show them these their are, birthright. These and aren't DePaul's aliens. Like, they're Earth people. They're and, special. And DePaul's like, what the fuck are they going to do? Learn Earth history? Like, the, they've they've been here for three generations. Like, they don't know shit about Earth other than that they fucking hate you people. Yeah. They have a whole culture here. Like, they're doing fine. They don't need your help. Yep. Except they're going to die. But. Well, the, okay, yes. They need your help with the radiation problem. Yeah. That's fine. But other than that, fucking, like... Get the fuck out of here and let leave them to do their thing. Yeah, leave, leave poor Ackery alone. Yeah. When I like that they had to sort of keep pushing like the easy answer i mean it wasn't going to be easy but the easy answer would be to just take them on the ship and bring them back to earth and find a nice cave for them but then they uh-huh. had to keep pushing 
look outside of the box kind of thing and and find another solution which seemed like a a duh solution like elsewhere on the planet let's yeah. just oh look another there, cave okay. yeah we, <laughs> right. there's plenty more caves this this planet's lousy with armadillos for you to eat <laughs> They could relo- yeah, I, relocate the armadillos. They don't have any culture that's going to be disrupted. So, I, that you know of. I mean, have you even tried community? Have you have you maybe had Hoshi run the armadillo speak through the Universal Translator? Because uh, they actually have a beautiful, nuanced culture. You're, yeah, they have a rich eyebrows. oral tradition. I'm ashamed. Yeah. I'm just as hypocritical as Trip was at the yep. beginning. Oh, yeah. Now you've learned <laughs> a lesson. <laughs> You're um, a bad person and you should feel bad. I, I take issue with you guys calling them the armadillo people because they ate armadillos and they didn't eat each other like they can't be the armadillo people because they're the people who eat armadillos it's a different thing like it's, it's, how, how logic do you doesn't name track a you know their culture is all based around the worship and eating of armadillos <laughs> you are playing you of them on little flutes yes okay that's yeah fair. if you play someone's skull as a flute i think that's you're that people mm-hmm. so that's they've appropriated the entire body of the armadillo and also taken their name exactly <laughs> they okay. use every part even the name I can pretty much guarantee I've never said armadillo in my entire life as much as I have in the past 10 minutes. Well, between armadillo and nipple, there's yep. like, yeah. Oh, I've definitely said nipple more than <laughs> more than this. Gross nipples. That's usually what you say. Exactly. As opposed to gross armadillos. Oh, you also think armadillos are gross? Do you think any biological thing is not gross? Uh, dogs. Dogs are perfect. Okay, that's true. The end. And the dog didn't even appear in either of these episodes. No, what the fuck? I think yeah. he was in one of them for like a second. Ah, so I remember seeing it more. It's just to poke his head in so he gets a paycheck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey guys, no, Sirak Loft didn't have to do that in DS Nine, and he was still in the main credits the whole time. <laughs> Why isn't Porthos in the credits? That'd be amazing. Yes, it would, but it would be his like his actual name because yeah, it's, it's always his do- like an- his real dog name, like uh, yeah, like and Skippy as Porthos or whatever, <laughs> and Scraps as Porthos. Yes, yeah, Scraps. Uh, my bad thing. Okay, we've talked about this a lot on the old post-atomic horror. We've mm-hmm. talked about the fakey sci-fi slang we had in Voyager. <laughs> we had that planet where Chakotay went and everyone needed to wrestle their trembles. Uh, in DS9, we had the infamous past tense with Hat Guy talking about gimmies and ghosts. Ugh. Uh, and now in this one, we've got human shale, which is which is uh, Terran Oven for bullshit, uh-huh. uh, and the overside, which is outside the cave. <laughs> Like, it's such a hacky high schooler sci-fi story, like, ooh, this is an alien culture, you know, because they have a slightly different word for things. When, when they I'd... fled the, the surface, they didn't have time to bring their dictionaries. Mm-hmm. They had to come I, up with new be. words. The overside. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, that shit is so rarely done well that I don't get why, why sci-fi keeps doing it. Like... It's it's occasionally done well if you have one or two words or if you slip them in over a long period of time. But, mm-hmm. but in an episode like this where it's all like they want to they want to have it both ways. If there were untranslatable words that they had created, that would mm-hmm. be interesting. But they're all just like compound words built on words we already know. Yeah. So that's stupid. And you mentioned their naming conventions, but I think we should need, we need to go into it a bit in a bit <laughs> well, more their, detail. Their records, their records were partially lost by which. I mean, the first syllable of everyone's name was somehow deleted from the records, but or even just the first letter. So Zachary became Akari. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> I'm trying what, to think. Do you it? guys the, remember other examples? Oh, well, there was the, J- Jamin for Benjamin. Yeah, Jamin. Yeah. Oh, as, yeah. Dear as to opposed heart. to Benjamin. <laughs> the, the main, the main uh, older woman, though. What was her name? Because that was where oh, they, was like, they figured uh, out. That's where the puzzle clicked together. Oh for them. God, what was it? And it was, I don't remember, it was something it was like, like Mantha. It wasn't that. Yeah, a no, de- like that. A dead or something? Or Why did yeah. you say Mantha? Yeah, I think that was it, because her name is Bernadette. I yeah. think it was Nadette Bernadette. That's uh-huh. it. It, uh, Is that a really? thing that, you never like leave the beginning off stuff, too. Isn't it always like, linguistically? You yeah. yeah. Your name off. is, your name is Benjamin, and you were called Ben. Matt's right, name right. is Matthew, and we call him Matt. That's how it works. Yeah, very few people have ever addressed me as Few? Few? <laughs> I kind of want to now. <laughs> I think it's ju- I think it's just Xander and that's it. And that was only on that one show. No, I've heard I've heard that one before. Have you really? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I actually. Yeah, have. there's some exceptions, but just to keep it interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but this this felt like they lost the records by which uh, they mean they somehow burned the 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 fir- the left 2 inches of all the documents. <laughs> yeah, the first half <laughs> fell off. Yeah, are they are they like uh had a, an accident with a paper cutter? 
so that they just <laughs> chopped off the beginning of everyone's birth certificate. They were trying to make all the papers like Battlestar Galactica without the corners, and they really fucked up. Oh, yeah, that's it. Oh, no, Nadette. <laughs> I, guess that's, I guess that's your name, Matt, now. <laughs> yeah. No, and I... This is a thing that bothers me and Matt, and I, I, I don't know. I, ben, does this bother you? Because a lot of listeners are like, who cares? I Wrestle yeah. your trembles, that doesn't bother me, and the hat guy stuff doesn't bother Like, some people... Well, everybody care. loves hat guy. Where do you, where do you fall on this, on this issue? Um, I... I think it depends. I think we talked about how, like, for curse words, like on BSG, it, it can kind of work. Part of it is that the word itself, if it's not a word that we have, is automatically jarring because it's not one of our words. Mm. It right. can't help us stand out. But a curse is supposed to stand out. And then it's sort of like, it's okay. Um, I do like, there's been a few, I'm trying to think of what they were now, a few comic books that I remember. Oh, like Alan Moore had a like a sequel series to the Crossed comics and where he had, he basically took the English language and sort of tried to forward extrapolate it, mm-hmm. but it wasn't okay. that they swap out words. It was that words get become like portmanteaus of other things. And phonetically the way some words sound become through a game of telephone, other words. And it was a chore to read because you have to kind of translate it, but it was sure, sort of right. fascinating that, that I'm more into. You would never see that on like a network show. Cause it'd be indecipherable. Well, no, it's, uh, somebody yeah. like Alan Moore, probably like knowing that guy and his, his writing technique probably spent a month coming yeah, up with a whole definitely like a, like a Tolkien esque. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. that was the fun, I think of writing that for him, but like that kind of stuff I'm more interested in. There was another comic called Spaceman that was, uh, Oh like fuck. Yeah. Re- the, yeah. uh, and oh, the, the, the language is a little, a little pigeony, but a little also just like the evolution of language. And it, it sort of adds to the culture shock of a modern person reading this because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, my God, like if I got transported to the future, I have no idea what anyone's saying. Mm-hmm. But well, in this yeah. case, they, I, I wonder if they if they had gone that direction with this. And because like part of the mystery could have been that we don't know these are humans. Um, well, they played but, with that at the beginning, but a then little they bit, immediately yeah. discarded it. Yeah. Right, right, exactly. So, like, that could have been a big discovery, and we realized, oh, yeah, the language they're speaking, uh, it's not just the translate, I don't know, but, it, you know, like, this is actually English. Just, yeah, how cool well, and would that, and the fact that been? The fact that we have a translator on board, like, whereas mm-hmm. we haven't before, like, that's Hoshi's whole job, that would give her something to do, and she could be like, um... Guys, this is English. I yeah. I mean, I could try to guess what it means, but without cultural context, I got no idea. The words mm. are all words. Yeah. That could be interesting. Yeah. But and, but they And didn't. then part of the convincing of them would be to try to convince them in their language, you know, or with their yeah. Oh yeah. They speak. Yeah, like Darmok. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, that was that <laughs> Dumber, was a good just, <laughs> more just, muddy. Yeah. Ugh. Just it's, ugh. I hate it so much. Um, what was your Oh no, you did your bad thing. Um, is that all we have? I didn't do my bad thing. Oh, didn't you? I What's your you bad did? thing, Ben? Oh, I sorry. talked yeah, about bad ahead. things, but they weren't my bad. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, please. There are ahead. many bad this, things. This one is mine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought uh, this. I thought of early in the episode uh, because it, like the premise to me, this is a good premise. Cl- like sort of cliche or not, this has potential. Um, uh-huh. But then the way they lay out what the mystery is in the beginning was just like sort of dumb. Everyone kind of acts dumb. Like like in the beginning, they get a satellite shot of the town, and then they're like, "Oh, it's a ghost town." Even though I don't know how you tell that from a satellite shot. Yeah, from and Google then, Maps. And then they send a record. They they contact them like, "Hey, I'm the Enterprise. Are you guys there?" And then no response. So now let's check for b- bio signs. Like, why don't you? Check for bioscience like first. That's the first thing you should be doing. <laughs> yeah. That should happen automatically. It should be automated. I know any, I've noticed anytime, that a lot. So like as Enterprise has gone on, it like they always fuck up going down <laughs> yeah. to the planet. Any anytime an episode's plot is driven by the fact that someone didn't do things the right way. Like that's just lazy writing to me. Mm-hmm. That's just oops, missed a step and now we're in trouble. Ugh. And then I didn't really understand why they were waiting for this warp five ship to check this out. Like, cause like, I guess there was some resistance from the colony. They would threaten to shoot ships that came mm-hmm. in orbit or anything. But like, uh-huh. look, there's a Mars Rover in the opening theme, like send a Rover there or a robot or a probe yeah. just to find out what yeah. happened. But it's otherwise, been- like this is like waiting for like the car to be invented to find yeah. out what happened to the Donner party. It's been 75 years. You could send something, you know? Yeah. Well, it's like I said in my summary, you could send the Vulcans. Oh, but better not ask them. 
We, we don't like that. We don't like owing the Vulcans favors. God, we hate them. We hate them so much. Yeah. They're the bad guys that of the show. A, you, I think you mentioned that before, sir. <laughs> We're quite clear on your feelings of Vulcan. I really like the vest. Um, <laughs> I gathered. What do you What do you got for an alternate title, Ben? This is a long one. I think it deserves it, though. Yeah, so this is, I tried to go for like an Indiana Jones exciting. So the search for the lost people who have something on their face. Yeah. Yeah. Right there. Uh, almost got it. A little to your left. Okay. You got it. I would love to see that title come up on the screen. <laughs> Just maybe even having to scroll it to, to show the whole thing. <laughs> Keeps going. Yep. Just like watching a Star Wars opening crawl. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, what do you got? Croatoa Medillo. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so you went sort of a Siffy original movie with it. Yep. I went more uh, sort of a 60s pulp thing uh, with uh, the mud-faced people from Planet Dirt. <laughs> In case we hadn't mentioned, I, I'm pretty sure we had, but uh, these people just like that was their design was uh, just covered in mud. Just, just rub mud on their face. They're yep. done. They they had such a you Matt you called them the the proto maquis and that definitely they really like, kind of are the, it's that similar philosophy of fuck you we don't want to leave we know we can get you to a better place no this is our place but mm. there's a better place no we don't want it okay it's your hard place to is killing you, you you dumb idiots yeah but planet it's ours the, planet of the go. babies ah <laughs> and and b- between that and the outfits they were wearing that's sort of yeah. like shitty pseudo leathery. But they all look like like we we were talking. It, it should have been more like the skins from I don't know armadillos probably, but then like um, uh, leftover clothes from the original colonists, and then maybe some repurposed props. Like it should have been all pieced together, and it looked like they just went to like the the uh, like a cosplay website and just bought standard grubby rebel outfits because they're all. They all have the exact same design, and they, they obviously have, like, patterns woven into them. A lot of them, to me, really look like like old Ninja Turtle action figure armor. Yeah. Huh. Like, a lot of, like, everything looked like turtle shells, like, strapped onto different parts of the body, and then just painted gold. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. And yeah, it, lo- it looked to me, oh, sorry, it looked to me like Skyrim, like, uh, outfits where the mm. different people, and it's always the same, yeah, either you're a man or a woman, but this is what it looks like on you, blah. Yeah, well, well I, I, I used to be a human until I took an arrow to the knee. <laughs> I assume that's a hilarious reference. I don't actually get that. Yeah. Oh, it's good. Yeah. Okay. Nah, uh-huh. it's real good. Ben said so. Okay. Probably one of the best uh, I've heard. Well, I mean, if both of you say so, then I have no reason to doubt that. <laughs> Story checks no, out. Star Trek has this, and and I I talk like uh, Rick Berman era Star Trek has this like standard c- cardboard cutout version of like. If you're living on a filthy planet, like it started with Farpoint because mm. you had the the guys in the post atomic horror. You had like the the you know post World War Three shitty like grubby guys in the courtroom who looked like that. And you'd always come back to these planets over the course of next gen. A little bit in DS Nine, a lot in Voyager. The planets with like the the steel girders and the the flaming trash cans, and they were all <laughs> always dressed exactly like this. It's like they all have their own uniforms. Like they're sort yes. of. Yeah, because like, yeah, the post-atomic horror people, well, they're wearing their issued post-atomic horror uniforms. Yeah, it's supposed to be the post-apocalypse. It's supposed to be like the, the real like grubby, like this is all that's left of humanity thing. But they, they all just look like they're wearing the same thing, yeah. like well, different they, sizes of the same thing. They still have a bureaucracy. They just can't create as good a uniforms as they used to. So really just the World War Three wiped out like fashion design. Everything else is <laughs> right, still fine. Right. Courts are still fine. And the military still exists, and, you know, all that stuff's still there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a, a slight dip in quality. Yeah, but the infrastructure's yeah. all fine. Right. Hence the horror, I guess. Yeah, I, well, yeah. We still got to wear uniforms? Is... What a post-atomic horror. <laughs> <laughs> How come we never turn to the camera and, and say the name of the show? Like, we should, we should <laughs> I mean, I think lot. part of it is that we don't have cameras, but... Uh, well, all, okay. your, all your listeners are like, oh, now I get the name. All hmm. right. The thing is, we thought the name sounded kind of okay, but then when Vichel made our logo and he put a hidden enterprise in there, it's like, okay, well, we're never changing that name. Yeah, basically. <laughs> like, the O and the H, make a make a ship. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's our name forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so cool. Which actually is a beautiful segue into the fact that we can now offer uh, logo t-shirts again. 
Yes, we can. For the first, for the first time in years, uh, we have found a source for that, our, our friends at uh, Real Printing. Uh, and if you go to uh, algar.com slash store, uh, that's one way to get to it, or the, just go to poststomachhorror.com. I, I put a link at the top. It's, it's uh, pinned to the top. Uh, you can order uh, T-shirts with the logo, either just splashed across the whole chest. There's also one where it's kind of uh, off to one side, like like where a pocket would be. Mm. Uh, and they come in black or the standard like primary uh, original series colors. Yeah, and, uh, they look real good. Yeah, they do. And they're, um, they're basically like the uniform for the listeners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, when we offered them before, I, I, it wasn't my idea. Somebody said, "Why don't you offer them in the blue and gold and red?" And I was like, "That is a great idea." And I've seen all three of those like out in the world, and they look great. Like, yeah, our logo works on all three of those, so it's really cool. And um, we will get a cut of that. And since the logo was designed by Vishal, basically the money will just go to him. So yeah, I assured, and uh, we never actually paid him to do the logo. He did it for nothing. So we'd love to give him a few bucks so yes uh, get a shirt get Michelle paid that would all be great yeah uh, and, and speaking of plugs Ben you've you've got some big news don't you yeah uh I have a comic that I make I've been making for a few years uh it's if you like comic books and you like um a combination of sort of like heady uh, office politics mixed with immature poop humor <laughs> uh you might like my comic it's called poop office and it's about poop that work in an office so all, all the stuff you can imagine, they use number two pencils a lot on, and print out stuff from their computers, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very high-minded stuff. Um, but I have uh, coming out in September, if you're listening in September, I will have a big collection. It's like 250 pages, a huge dump of all, all the issues, plus a whole bunch of like extra stuff. I've been out of work for many months, and all I've been doing is, is creating like bonus stuff and other crap for for this co- for this collection so that's going to be coming out um you can find it on my website i i published through a company that I, that's me too called naked grape comics so you can go to nakedgrapecomics.com or you can just go to poopoffice.com uh and yeah and that'll that'll be september very reasonably priced um excellent yeah mm-hmm. and uh is that uh, digital or print or both it's going to be both. Uh, so, Excellent. yeah, there'll be a print. The print will be black and white, which I think looks awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. The digital will be full color um, and both reasonably. I can't stress the reasonably priced enough. <laughs> and also, I, I don't have a job. I'm unemployed. So, the, right. you know, yeah. So, so, so m- money. Like, like the previous plug, buy, buy it to enjoy it. Also, buy it to help out the person who made it. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Help Please help. <laughs> All right, so uh, that's all for this time. Uh, next week, I don't exactly know what to expect, but uh, Andorian is in one of the titles, and if we're lucky, maybe Jeffrey Coombs. Ooh. We'll see what happens. Some sort of incident might occur, perhaps. Uh, maybe, I don't know. Well, I know we like our favorite character actor. Uh, Matt, can I speak for you there Fuck as well? Yes, can, you can. Yeah, our our favorite character actor throughout Star Trek has been Jeffrey Coombs, who played uh, Wayun and Brunt on. Uh, uh, DS9, he briefly popped up in Voyager. He was kind of wasted there, but I know yep. he, he's an Andorian at some point. I don't know if this is his episode or not, but uh, hopefully, yeah. fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. So looking forward to that. Yeah. And, uh, so that's all for this time. All right. See you, folks. The Post-Atomic Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2017. Please don't sue us. We're, we're, we're still just doing this.